It's the shop on the Daily Shuffle. Now, here's Chip Souza. All right, all right. It's Thursday afternoon. Got Paul Boyd with me, Henry Apple. Boys, could the weather be any nicer than it is outside today? I'm talking this. You talk about Chamber of Commerce. This is Chamber of Commerce weather. This is it, man. 60, you know, 60 degrees this morning in, in northwest Arkansas in the middle of June. So uh, you're listening to The Shop. We are sports reporters for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Love to have you come in and jump into a chair with us. You can jump on by calling 866 285 if you want to jump in with us. So Paul, being a Texas guy, which I am, and that explains a whole lot right there, um, the humidity was so high in the summertime, we had humidity fights. Now, you know how in the, in the north you have snowball fights? When Texas, the humidity is so thick, you could just ball it up into a ball and throw it at each other. That's that's the kind of fights we had with humidity fights. Hey, I, I can take you to East Arkansas and the Delta, and we, it, it, it's very similar. That'd be I a promise. good battle. That'd be a good battle. So we got a busy show lined up today. We're going to be talking Arkansas baseball with uh, Bentonville High School coach Todd Abbott, and we'll probably mention uh, Cody Scroggins' absolutely electric performance on Monday as Arkansas clinched the Super Regional with a big win against Ole Miss and is headed to the College World Series. So we'll have Coach Todd Abbott, who knew uh, uh, Cody back when, back when he didn't even pitch, really. So we'll have him on. We're also going to have J.T. Baker. Uh, he owns Perfect Timing uh, Baseball Academies here in Northwest Arkansas. they got a big tournament coming up this weekend, the Chad Wolf Tournament. We'll talk to him about that. And then later on the show, Doug Lothridge from Alma will be on. He's a football coach there. They've got a big seven-on-seven showcase on Saturday down there. Got a lot of Northwest Arkansas area teams in that. So got a lot of sports going on today on the show. It's good stuff, man. Henry, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, Just right now, of course, I took a couple days vacation. He's still in that vacation mode, isn't he, Paul? Uh, he's he's, he's kind of gli- kind of gliding, kind of cruising, yeah. well, but not really. You know, uh, you, you'd think with the summer it's supposed to be the easy time, but uh, when you're having to keep up with coaching changes yes. and uh, coaching hirings and, and who's player, going and, where and, and player and, transfers and oh, yep, oh, yep, yep, yep. High school players are getting in the portal now; they're moving around like crazy. So yeah, there's a lot to keep up with. We still have some openings uh, in Northwest Arkansas, some what I would consider big boy jobs. Uh, Springdale Harbor's basketball coach. Uh, they have not filled that spot yet. Um, Gravit is looking for a football coach. They still haven't filled that spot yet, although they think they're going to have that done early next week. Is that right, Henry? That's correct. Uh, talked with Norman Mitchell, or actually texted with him, and uh, he sent me a message that they will have a school board meeting Monday, and supposedly they're going to have a new football coach then. He will literally hit the ground running on Monday. They're going to hire him Monday night, Tuesday morning. He's got team campers. I mean, it's just about that crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy because he don't, you know, whoever they hire, he's going to have to hit the job running because he's only going to get this week with his players. Then come Sunday is the athletic dead that's week. The dead period, right? Starts for two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's tough hiring a football coach this late in the game uh, because you've missed the entire spring. And so now you're a little bit behind the eight ball, uh, so to speak. So, um, but they'll, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Um, and so Harbor's basketball position, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't know what the time frame is for that, but they're kind of in the same position because team camps are going on there. Um, and then Paul, we're going to have a Rogers Heritage baseball coach, um, maybe here in the next week. And, uh, and I believe a softball coach maybe early next week. So uh, school board meeting, I believe is scheduled for Tuesday evening. Now, before the show, Henry mentioned that Mina, 
also has a coaching vacancy now as well as Heber Springs. Um, so, you know, there are, there are coaches moving around. They're still moving around as we move into the middle uh, of June. So we've got that, all that going on, and we will bring that information to you, of course, in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette as those positions get filled. So this is Father's Day weekend. Um, so, Henry, I'm going to throw it over to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out to you, and I know where Paul's going to say. I know, uh, I know exactly what Paul's going to say. Best TV dad. Who's the best TV dad? Paul, go ahead and give me your guy. Andy Griffin. There you go. I knew that was coming without a doubt. <laughs> My personal favorite would have to be Tim the Toolman Taylor. There you go. He'd be a good one. That'd be a good choice. Mine is James Evans from uh, from Good Times. Good James times. James could take that belt off, and with one sw- one pull of that belt, and, and uh, JJ and uh, Michael, they straightened up real quick. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, that's back when when uh, AD, you know, ADHD or that didn't exist back then. You know, the the belt was the only medicine for, for you know for that. So uh, thank goodness times have changed. But James Evans was uh, was a great was a great uh, great TV dad. Good times, temporary layoff. Good time. Um, so today, what kind of bring, makes me think about bring that up is today on ESPN.com, um, Arkansas coach Chad Morris, his son Chandler is a quarterback at Highland Park, Texas, and he is one of the nation's top dual threat quarterbacks in the 2020 class, and he's been offered by a number of Division One schools, including, of course, Arkansas, um, and Clemson has offered. In fact, I think Clemson was the first school to offer him. I think he's got an offer from Oklahoma and Texas A&M and and uh, you know a lot of a lot of elite level schools. But it it uh, it's a good article. It it talked about you know the unique situation that Chad finds himself in with having a son you know being recruited um, and him having to kind of take a step back as and and just play the dad. Um, so when he goes on the re- these recruiting trips, you know. Um, you know, Chad said he was kind of sets there and lets Chandler do all the talking, which has to be. I mean, it's it's certainly different. No question about it. I mean, you know, uh, as a as a dad, you wanna you you wanna help and you wanna interject and sometimes and but yeah, I'm sure he's thinking to himself, well, okay, I I need to like you said, kind of take a step back. Yeah, especially as as the football coach at a Division One SEC school. So anyway, this kind of made me remember. I can't remember now who the coach was because my memories, you know. Not great anymore. Not that it ever was really good, but but it, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. But it was a basketball coach who was whose son was a really good player, and I think a reporter asked the coach. They said, "Coach, are you gonna are you gonna buy this kid a car? You know, if he commits to you." And he goes, "Well, I don't know if I'll buy him one, but I'll take one away if he doesn't commit to me." So, <laughs> <laughs> so you might have that kind of in play there too. So anyway, this is Father's Day weekend. Got got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, we'll mention the uh, this is the 81st annual Chickatee Golf Tournament over at Springdale Country Club. Now they're real excited over there. Um, I, uh, talked to Roy Hobbs, the natural, who's also the uh, the club pro over there, and they've done a lot of renovations at Springdale Country Club. So they're excited about this weekend. It'll be a three-day tournament. It'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, always a big, big, big event. Always you know draws a lot of people back to playing that. So 81 years for the Chickatee. A tradition like no other. Like no other. It is around here. Absolutely a tradition like no other. So we've got that going on. we got baseball tournaments going on. we got seven-on-seven seven football going on. So, Henry, you're right. Just because it's the summer doesn't mean the train has slowed down any. It will only slow down when we get to those dead weeks, and that's it. And that's it. And I think, uh, in uh, oh, by the way, the dead week only applies to high school sports because that's also the same week that we will have the Springdale Rodeo, the LPGA Golf Tournament, and the Stacy Lewis Jr. All-Star 
uh, tournament going on at the Blessings. So there'll be you know a lot of stuff going on that week. In a, you know aside from the high school uh, you know sports scene that'll be uh, that'll take that dead week time. Paul, we've uh, got a little naturals. Can you give us a little naturals update real quick before yeah. we go to our first break? Uh, you know the naturals are playing really really well. You know picked up Brady Singer was promoted and uh, got a, got a couple of double A starts. The number one prospect in the Royals organization. Uh, people are kind of excited. I think the guys are excited over at, at in. Uh, at our best ballpark for for the second half, I think they they think that that team's going to change a little bit here. Uh, you know, with maybe get some promotions and uh, have a little a uh, little bit of momentum going into that second half. Well, they're finishing up a road swing as we speak. They will be back at home next week for a long homestand, so you'll want to get out there and catch some of the naturals. And uh, who knows, they uh, you know these guys will be uh, be in Kansas City before you know it, and you can say you saw them way back when. So we're going to take a break right here. We're coming up on our first break. You're listening to The Shop, part of The Daily Shuffle. We'll be right back. Now back to Chip Souza. And like the song says, Paul, you ain't seen nothing yet. There you go. So you ain't seen nothing yet. This is a Thursday afternoon. The weather could not be better. My goodness. 75, 76 degrees, sunshine. Woo! I would take this every day. Absolutely. 75 baseball degrees. Absolutely. That's Larry Shanks would say. Speaking of Larry Shanks, that's going to lead us into this next segment. We're going to have Todd Abbott. Coach Abbott, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys? Absolutely. We've got Coach Todd Abbott. He is the baseball coach at Bentonville High School. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Not a problem, man. Glad to be here. You're just taking it easy today, right? Uh, Man, we are. uh, You talk about 75 baseball degrees. I'm out here at Benville High School, we are a host site for uh, the Chad Wolf Classic, so I'm getting to watch baseball uh, in this beautiful 75-degree weather. There you go. So, Coach, we're going to talk a little Cody Scroggins today. Yes, sir. Now, I know – My favorite. Absolutely. So, I know you probably had a chance to see him Monday. Coach, he came in. He was like like wild thing coming in Monday. He came in bringing the heat. He did, didn't he? That was so much fun to watch. So much fun. Absolutely. So, Cody, uh, Coach, uh, of course, played for uh, Coach Abbott over at Bentonville. So, so Todd, talk a little bit about him and, 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 you know, talk about his days because he wasn't always a pitcher for you, was he? No, no. He was was a shortstop for us. Uh, Incredible athlete. One of the best athletes that's come through Bentonville High School, I would say, and uh, uh, could run great hands. Man, you know, we early in his career with us, we had him on the mound, and he was a stinking bulldog. He was as good as uh, you'd find out there, and uh, just just a, a great player for our program, both baseball and football up here. So, Todd, so tell me, I know you and I talked a few days ago. He he actually said he didn't want to pitch <clears throat> after after his <laughs> yeah yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, man, his sophomore year, he was lights out. I, I would. <laughs> I've told anyone anyone who will listen to me, I would say he was one of the top two or three pitchers in the state. And I know that I didn't see all the pitchers in the state, but he was he was lights out. And, uh, man, going into his junior year, he said he didn't think he was going to have a chance to pitch after high school and just wanted to focus on the infield. And I kind of laughed about it. And I was like, man, you're not serious. <laughs> and, and, and he was. You know, his, his mindset, he just didn't think he would – have much of a future on the mound and I, I was like well buddy I think you're wrong I think it's a little too early to say that but you know it is what it is he uh 
he ended up playing a solid shortstop for us and helped us win a state championship in 2015. Uh, we had a few other guys step up on the mound then, uh, so so we made it through. But uh, yeah, in- interesting. I'm not surprised at all. He's doing what he's doing on the mound. That's for sure. Todd, as you watched him pitch Monday, and I know your mind has to go back to the Bentonville days. Other than being a more mature player now that he's in the college ranks, what's the biggest difference in the Cody Scroggins today than the one that you had back in 2014 and 2015 at Bentonville? Man, I think Cody Scroggins is starting to – he better realizes what he's actually capable of, you know, on the baseball diamond. I I see – you know, I see him work out some in the offseason. Man, he's a guy that's got a sense of purpose – you know, not just a good athlete in high school that just shows up and is good every day, but this guy's got a sense of purpose when I see him. He's got a plan, uh, and he's going to execute that plan. And, and you can start to see that now in his performance on the field. You, you can see he's putting in the time, and, and he's physically stronger. He's mentally stronger, uh, man. And then, you know, like last weekend, that guy was a stinking bulldog and, and did such a great job. Todd, you know, watching seeing Cody Scroggins, he's, you know, he's one of those kids that you, you know, you get – He's he's about once a decade kind of a guy, you know, that you get that's got uh, first of all all this great talent and knows what to do with it. But the biggest thing for Cody, coach, I think, and you can disagree or tell me, he saved his biggest biggest games for the biggest stage. Seems like I mean, when the state the bigger the stage was, the bigger he played. Yes, one hundred percent. And he's been that way since high school, right? I mean, if if you watch a football game or a baseball game when he was coming through the system, uh, you're right. If it was a big game, you know, he was going to play and he was going to play well. Uh, he, he, yeah, he, he's one of those guys that's just got that it factor in those situations. Henry and I were talking about this a while ago, Coach, that I think in the championship football game when he was a senior in 2015, if I remember this right, he he caught a touchdown pass, returned either a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown. It was one of the others. It was a special teams touchdown, and then had a big interception in the game. I mean, this guy – you know, he was involved in every single phase of that of that win. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And and those of us who who know him, uh, you weren't surprised when it happened. He, like I said, he's just got that it factor. Not only is he a great athlete, just the instincts that go along with it. Well, I talk, uh, no, yeah. Go ahead, Todd. Finish that. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so I talked to Coach Van Horn after the game on Monday and asked him. I said, you know, you've you've been coaching a long time. Have you ever had a player? who has gone from position player to pitcher or vice versa that's had, you know, this much success. And he said, you know, no, absolutely not. He said, you know, when when Cody got here as a shortstop, you know, we were, you know, he wasn't getting to play. I mean, he was not getting on the field and, and you know, and early on. And um, he said, you know, we were going through infield drills and, you know, the, the kids firing 93 mile an hour fastballs from shortstop to first. And Van Horn said he went up to him and said, "Cody, I think you could really help us on the mound." And Cody said, "Really? You think I could? I could pitch?" And he and Van Horn said he rattled off a couple of guys in the big leagues who were about his size and had great success. And Van Horn said, "No longer had they gotten off the field into the locker room that Cody went up to him and said, "Coach, when can I throw a bullpen?" Van Horn said, "Well, let's go see one right now." He said, "So they went to the bullpen. He threw twenty pitches, eighteen for strikes." Not surprised at all. And of Not course, surprised at all. Now he had, he's had a little bit of adversity. You know, he had, he he was you know going to come back his next year and you know be you know be slotted in that bullpen and you know had time, you know tore the ligament and his elbow popped had surgery and came back from that and um, you know he's he's still coming back from that. But I I mean according to the radar 
on Monday, according to the gun, he was 95, 96 uh, on Monday. So I would say um, he's uh, he's pretty healthy. Yeah, he's got some arm strength, doesn't he? Yeah, of course. And I'm I personally and selfishly hoping he has a fantastic professional career for yeah, my Red Sox. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. Yeah, absolutely. So, Coach, looking back you know, on him, and of course, you you were right. I mean, you had some other big. Who were some other, who were some of those other big time players you had? You know, on that on that team. Because you, I think you had what three or four, five, six of them that that went on to have you know success at the college level. Yeah, we had a uh, Casey Ford. You guys may have heard of him. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Casey Ford, Carter Brown, Drew Young, uh, Matt Bradsby's was an All State catcher that we had going. Uh, so, so like I said, especially on the mound. Uh, Cody would have certainly helped us tremendous, tremendously, but we, we had three or four other guys that, that certainly filled in rather well uh, and filled that void that was left. Uh, Coach, you might remember this. I talked to Austin Allen on Tuesday, and he said that when he was a senior at Fayetteville, you know, that's back when the 7A West was still playing doubleheaders. And uh, he said, he said, you know, Fayetteville, Bentonville playing a doubleheader. He said, first game, I'm, Austin probably pitched in that first game. Um, anyway, right. he said, first game, Fayetteville, you know, beats Bentonville. And uh, he and, and uh, he said all the Fayetteville kids are going. Hey, we're going to get a sophomore in that second game. We ought to get us a sweep right here. We we'll get us a sweep in this one, you know, because we've already beat their number one guy, and they're going to throw some sophomore at us. Coach, how did it go for Fayetteville in that second game? Man, I think we won that game. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think he almost no hit Fayetteville in that game. Yeah, there's a uh, you know if Cody Scroggins was pitching his sophomore year, you know, one of my memories, I, what I remember better than that game would uh, North Little Rock came into our place his sophomore year and I I think they were like 14 and 0 number one in the state they had the Gosser kid who had signed to go to Arkansas and, Alex uh, you know it's kind of like man you know we're going to throw Cody out there and see what we got if I'm not mistaken I think Cody threw a complete game two hitter with like 11 punch outs wow uh, three of those three of those were Alex Gosser well, there's your uh, there's your Cody Scroggin right there he is a, he is a bulldog yeah. you mentioned that a couple times coach he is all that and more he, uh, I'm sure he'll play a big role for Arkansas in Omaha this coming week. And coach, we are up against a break. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for joining us and giving us, you know, some some detail on Cody. And uh, listen, good luck to you guys. And uh, try to try to stay, uh, you know, try to try to stay uh, stay out of the sun up there at the at the baseball this weekend. I'll do my best. Thanks, guys. I Thanks, coach. It. Appreciate it. You're listening to the shop part of the Daily Shuffle. We'll be right back. Now back to the shop with Chip Souza, and I just can't get enough. There you go. So we are back for segment three. We are in the third quarter of our four quarter show. We got JT Baker coming on with us. JT Baker has the uh, perfect timing. Baseball academies here in Northwest Arkansas. JT, thanks for joining us today. Hey man, thanks for having me. You bet. So this weekend, uh, JT got got uh, a few baseball teams uh, up here in action in the Chad Wolf uh, tournament. So JT, go ahead and give us a little bit of detail on this tournament. Man, uh, yeah, we've got a few. Uh, I think we have eighty-one teams in town. Uh, we got kids from Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma, uh, Colorado, Tennessee, Texas. Uh, really, really nice field of teams. We're going to be playing. Uh, we've got twelve venues. Uh, including uh, Arvest Ballpark and Bomb Stadium, 195 games to play in uh, four days. That's a lot of baseball, JT. Paul Boyd <laughs> here. Hey, man. Hey, Paul. Hey, buddy. Uh, you know, uh, can you? I guess we're gonna. I'll go backwards here a little bit. 
tell us a little bit about number one uh, you know how the chad wolf classic came to be and uh, you and i both know you know chad wolf pretty special to you man he he really was uh you know we uh chad and i were doing baseball lessons together and had worked to uh open perfect timing baseball that was a dream that both of us had and we had uh, put that plan into motion uh chad went in to have uh routine knee surgery and uh, his heart quit right there on the table and, and he left us and so uh you know we we rallied and, and kept things moving forward and open perfect timing and when i was given the opportunity to run a tournament we wanted to do it in his memory and so we uh four years ago we had the first chad wolf classic and it's man it's been great uh it has uh, it's grown and grown i think last year we had 50 teams and now we're at 81 uh, we're really excited about tonight uh, my team that I coach will be at Bentonville High School playing uh, one of my close friends from the Tulsa Sandlot, uh, Jake Russell. Uh, Sarah and uh, the kids will throw out the first pitch at 6 p.m. So, uh, yeah, we're really, really excited about that. Obviously, that's uh, yeah, you guys have been able to, to keep things going, you know, uh, with his memory. And, uh, you know, you guys have done something to kind of help uh, high school and, and youth baseball in this area. Man, yeah, we we have really uh, we've really been fortunate. I mean, it's really humbling to think about how well things have gone and how much they've grown. And, and uh, I think Chad would be proud of what we've done. Uh, we've helped place 145 kids in college baseball in the last uh, five years. Uh, we've you know, and it's uh, I've got a great group of coaches, and we've been able to partner with the high schools. And I mean, that that's been really important to us. You know, we get the kids typically one night a week and two months a year. The high school guys have them for for uh, 10 months and so we've really been fortunate to have a good group of coaches that we could partner with and, and really work hard to move forward for the kids can you can you talk about just the time you've been here and how you've seen you know uh, high school baseball in general you know go move forward in this time man i think that uh i think it has moved forward tremendously and i think a lot of that is through the high school coaches and the summer ball guys partnering together to streamline the kids' development. We work together to try to help promote them to the colleges, to get them exposure, to make phone calls for them. Uh, you know, the level of training and the frequency of training, I think, have both been raised, and I think we're starting to see the product on the field. And, you know, the result of that is the kids are going getting to move on and go play baseball in college and, you know, get some school paid for and get an opportunity to continue their career. I think it. I think it's made a big jump. Uh JT, we were talking just a little bit before we came on here. You know, you and you and I go back quite a ways. Uh, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, I, I watched JT play a little high school baseball in Salem, Arkansas, and we won't say how many years ago that was, JT. <laughs> uh, but but uh, just kind of tell folks, you know, you, you played a little high school and you've been around uh, j- junior college baseball a lot, right? Just kind of let people know what you've done yeah, in baseball. So, uh... I, I, yeah, I played high school baseball in Salem, Arkansas, and I played American Legion at Mountain Home. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get to go to West Art Community College, which is now UA4 Smith. And when I got done there, um, I got to go play at Lyon College in Batesville. And uh, from there, I got into college coaching, and I got to I got to work uh, part-time with the White Sox. And we've been able to uh, uh, use that. You know, I, um, I coached in college at Texarkana, uh, Lyon College, and then Pratt out in Kansas and at the same time working with the White Sox. And so, 
you know, I got to do a lot of things in baseball and meet a lot of people, and it's uh, it's given me some good friends and good connections. And I think, you know, of course, we use that to try to to try to help our kids to to get onto the next level. JT, did you play for Crowder at West Ark, or was Harpino already there? I, I uh, no, I played for uh, for Bill Crowder and Jim Wiley. My that, brother played for Coach Harpino. That did, that is going that's going back a little bit now. Now, JT, I also know you have a little bit of a friendship with Mark Ken Cannon down in Fort Smith. Yes, sir. And uh, he's he's been around a little baseball himself. He has. And uh, something else too, something we didn't we we didn't mention, but but uh, Chad was also a former coach at Springdale, um, and also uh, was at Rogers Heritage. So he he you know had some connections with high school you know sports you know here as well. What you mentioned, uh, Chip, you mentioned uh, Mark and Cannon. Chad and Mark and I played together at West Ark. They were sophomores when I was a freshman. And the two of them then went to uh, the University of Indianapolis to finish their careers. Correct, correct. And uh, Ken Cannon, he of course he was a coach at Fort Smith Christian for a while. Was an assistant coach at Greenwood. Was an assistant coach, I think, at uh, Northside with Brian Fry, who was there uh, at Northside. So uh, these, you know, JT, you know, baseball. It's like a grapevine, man. Er, you know, everything c- comes back. It's all connected. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt about it. Hey, uh, you know, you're going to have – you said you're going to have baseball, baseball, baseball all over the place here in the next few days. But now your your tournament finals, you got three divisions, right? Uh, tell me yes, a little sir. bit about that. We've got a 15-year-old division, a 16-year-old division, and a 17-year-old division. And we will play the championship games of those three divisions at Bomb Stadium on Sunday. That so. will be, that'll be a big, big, big deal, especially for a 15-year-old kid who might have been at the Super Regional last weekend to watch the Hogs play. Man, they're going to be like, man, we are on the same field as you know as the Hogs. <laughs> I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we have some PT kids on the field on Sunday. Absolutely. You know, uh, earlier uh, we JT we were talking about Cody Scroggins, and uh, you and I were talking a little bit about him. I mean, you're that's one of those high school kids that that have been a product of of everything. All these people, all the coaches here have been been able to do to help uh, help these guys excel at the college level. Oh yeah, I mean that kid has come a long way. Uh, he, he's you know he's such a good kid and he, he he's such a competitor. You know it seems like when it seems like the tougher the situation, the better that kid plays. You know, uh, he was one of my interns this spring, and so I got to spend some time with him and just uh, man, you know that you can't help but to be proud for a local kid going and doing so well. Absolutely, JT. In the past, we've had some you know showcase tournaments like this up here where we've had sons of famous fathers. Um, is there anything like that this weekend? Are there any 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 younger sons of any former big leaguers or anything like that coming in? Man, you know Shane Halter played in the big leagues and he coaches one of the Southern Athletic teams. Um, Reed Ronan is on my team that I coach, and his dad played in the big leagues with the Cardinals. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, now Will Abbott is in our program. His dad, Todd, uh, made it to a pretty high level. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, trying to think if, uh, and I'm not sure if there's anybody else. I'm not sure. And JT going back to Chad. Now he, he had two little boys, right? He had two sons. He had two sons and they, they play in our program. I was going to ask you how, how old are they now? We've got a nine and a seven. Okay. Okay. All right, so they are they are rising up through the ranks. <laughs> they are. That's, they are. Uh, they're turning out to be good little ball players. That is awesome. Well, I know in the past we've had Paul help me out here. We've had Craig Biggio's son played here. 
Uh, Clemens' son Clemens. has played in the area. Cody Clemens. Yep. yep. We've had, yep. Uh, you know, just numerous, you know, other ones. And right now I've just gone blank. Uh, a former Braves uh, pitcher who has his own organization down in Austin. I can't remember. Tommy what, Boggs. That's correct. Uh, he, had, you know, has his team up here from, I think, the Austin, uh, maybe D-Bat or something. I don't know what they are anyway. So we've had They're some. the Austin Wings. I wings. Okay. Wings. And so we've had some, some definitely some famous you know, some kids of, of uh, famous fathers and things like that, more than just the ones I've named. There, there are quite a few. I just can't think of who all we've had. So good baseball will be going on. Uh, Coach, I mean, I'm sorry, JT, at uh, so Bentonville, Arvest, Baum, Greenland, Springdale, where else? We've got Tyson Park. We've got all three fields at Tyson Park. We have Farmington High School, Shiloh Christian. I'm trying to count my head as we're talking about it, I think. We got Benville High School, Shiloh Christian, Farmington, um, Fayetteville High School, Prairie Grove High School. Those are the two I missed. So just about anywhere they can stretch ninety feet from home to first, you got you'll have a game. You'll have a game. <laughs> we got this we got every one of them. We that, needed them all. That's awesome. Well, JT, thanks for joining us today, giving us a little preview of the Chad Wolf Classic going on starting this weekend here in Northwest Arkansas. And Paul's going to mention we're about up against the break, but did you know they're renovating Hunt Park in Fort Smith and turfing it and doing a complete reno? So, you know, Man, if you guys, I had heard that. Yes, uh, and it's going to be really, really nice. So uh, looking forward to that. Well, JT, thanks for joining yes, us. Sir. We are up against a break. We're going to pay some bills. Don't forget, we'll be right back with the fourth quarter. Now back to Chip Souza. We are rolling along into the fourth quarter of the shop today. And we're going to talk a little football. I know the calendar says it is June the 14th or whatever. What is today? I never can keep track. Uh, it's the it's 13th. June the 13th. Um, but we do have football going on. We got seven on seven football going on. Saturday down in Alma. We've got Alma football coach Doug Lothridge with us now. Coach? You guys getting ready for a big weekend down there on 7-on-7? Yes, sir, we are. We've been working all day trying to get all this stuff going and get everything organized. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of guys here volunteering, a lot of people in the community helping, and, and uh, we're going to put on a, a really, really nice tournament and a really, really nice uh, showcase here in Alma. Now, Coach, this uh, tournament, is this is the first year you guys have had this in Alma? Is that right, or did you have it there last year? No, it, uh, it it was formerly the it was the uh, number one tournament, and it was hosted in Charleston, Charleston uh, okay. by the Charleston Tiger Football Foundation. And uh, obviously, as you know, uh, over the off season, uh, there was lots and lots of coaching changes. Um, my offensive coordinator, Chris Gunner, took a head coaching job at BB, and we were fortunate enough to get Coach Greg Kendrick over here uh, to be our offensive coordinator. So um, that was one of the things getting him over there, and, and uh, Charleston, the the foundation. Uh, was decided to move it um, over here because I don't I don't know that they're doing a lot of seven on seven at Charleston anymore. With Coach Mike, he's kind of taking a run oriented offense, so we just moved it over here, and and we're glad to have it. And I really think it's kind of helped. We we picked up a lot of the Northwest Arkansas teams, and also kept the same ones that were in it, and it's, it's made it into a really really nice tournament. Coach, I was looking at the schedule, and you're right. There are a lot of Northwest Arkansas teams. And when I say Northwest Arkansas, Coach, my, to me, my Northwest Arkansas, because this, this is the area that we cover, We my newspaper, the, the Democrat Gazette, covers all you know, covers 12 counties on the western side of the state. So to me, the whole 12 counties is now Northwest Arkansas. So that runs from Harrison, or basically Omaha, on the state line up there, all the way down to Mansfield and to, to Waldron. So to me, that's Northwest Arkansas now. 
So there are a lot of, I'm going to say, area teams in the field. Um, so we got Alma. Coach, you guys will have two teams in it, right? A green team and a, and a gold team. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I just I just emailed you, Chip, a, an updated schedule. We had one drop out. Rogers dropped out, so that's kind of lessened our field. So we ended up just putting one team in it. Okay, uh, okay. But we, we have everybody else uh, that has stayed, everybody minus our our gold team and Rogers. So, so, you, so uh, everybody else is staying. So you have Alma. Alma Northside has a team in it. Uh, Springdale Harbor has a team in it. Um, looking at um, a team, uh, Van Buren, of course, is in it. Russellville's bringing a team down. Fayetteville will be there. Van Buren, I may have already mentioned them. But, Coach, a team that, that people would look at your schedule and go, why in the world is Mansfield in this group? Paul, answer that question for me. Because they got a pretty good quarterback. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Ethan Stovall, if you have not heard of Ethan Stovall, he's the quarterback at Mansfield. And I think last year he ran for, for 10,000 yards and passed for 10,000 or something like that. Had a terrific season for Mansfield. He's back. Absolutely. Plus, he's got some he's got some skilled people around him returning. Mansfield, they'll be a pretty good team, won't they, Coach? Yes, sir. We played them the last two years in the tournament, and I think one year they beat him, and we, we barely beat them the next year. And they're all they're always competitive, and that's the thing about seven on seven. You know, uh, you can take the school size out of it. You know, you, there might be schools with more players and stuff like that, but whenever you're putting, you know, seven out there on each side of the ball, and there's no the the physicality of the linemen and stuff, all that doesn't take over take over. Um, seven on seven is a pretty neutral playing field for most times. You know, there's you've got some small school teams that'll do really really well. So, coach, if I'm looking at, I know now you so you're taking Rogers out, so they were going to be in the uh, they were in the first group um, that I saw. I can't remember is that is it group A, B, and C or ha- however you did it. Yeah, we've lessened it. That we've we've we got three fields going now, but we're going to have two pools of six. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, pool A will be Alma, Fayetteville White, Mansfield, Northside Red, Springdale Harbor, and Van Buren Green, and then Pool B will be Bentonville West, Farmington, Fayetteville Gray, Northside Black, Russellville, and Van Buren White. So there's some JV teams mixed in. You know, with some with some varsity. So in the pool play, everybody will play each other, and then we'll get into an afternoon tournament. So Henry, that's why I left Bentonville West out of the teams that I mentioned in there. I was going to kick that over to you to talk about Bentonville West. Now we know they lost some key playmakers. We also know they're still going to be pretty good. Absolutely. I mean, you look at uh, when Will Jarrett went down last year. I'm trying to remember the kittens. Dalton McDonald stepped in. Played six games at quarterback. They just got a move in that from Oklahoma. Looks very good at running back. And plus uh, some other players. You're going to see a Jonas Higson. You're going to see a couple others out there. So Bentonville West uh, also in this bracket with Farmington. Uh, they'll be in the same side with Farmington. Van Buren uh, will have a team in that. And Fayetteville. Of course, it'll be, Fayetteville has two teams in this. It'll be interesting to see um, Will McLean. He was the quarterback at Elkins. He transferred to Fayetteville um, at semester. Quinn. I'm sorry, Quinn. Who did I say, Will? Yeah. He should change his name to Will. Yeah. Uh, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn McLean. Um, and so he transferred over from Elkins to Fayetteville. He didn't have to change any of his, his pullovers. can still be purple. That's good. Um, but this will be the first chance we've had to see him in game action. So a lot of good stuff going on over at Alma. Um, Coach, so kind of walk us through the seven on seven. Uh, you know, kind of how that works for people who might not know how seven on seven football works. Uh, it's pretty much like backyard football. You know, obviously you get you get uh, five skill guys and a snapper and a quarterback on offense, and you've got seven defenders over there, and and uh, the ball set up on the. You know, we're going to have two fields in the stadium. 
uh, field one and field two, and then we're going to have a field over on our practice field. So uh, offense sets up shop at the 40-yard line. You get three downs to get 15 yards. You get a first down if you get to the 25, and then you get three downs to get uh, another first down at the 10, and then three downs inside the 10. And uh, in pool play, uh, we you, in the pool play, you can't go for two. It's a 20-minute running clock. Um, uh, you can go for one, but then when we get into tournament, then then you can make some coaching decisions. You go for one, you go for two. You know, you one from the five yard line, two for the ten yard line. Okay. Back it up, make it a little harder. So, uh, and it's competitive. It's like a one hand touch thing. Uh, it's great for our our offense to go out there and run our routes all summer that we run. It's great for our defense to go out there and run of our, our coverages that we run. Uh, but it, it's you know it, it's really competitive. I mean, like I said, it's it's you know by the time you played a full day of seven on seven, you're pretty tired after you have run hundreds of routes you know and covered hundreds of balls so and, and quarterbacks is thrown so uh it, it, it's it's a good workout for us doug as you go in this i know you've had spring drills and trying to uh with the new offensive coordinator you're modifying the uh, the game plan stuff like that but what other things will you be looking at in, during the seven on seven tournament out of your players the biggest thing we want to look, we want to find guys that will compete. You know, you know, you put you're in all kinds of situations. You know, you're in third and short, you're in third and long. You know, kids knowing what to do because you're going to get hundreds and hundreds of situations through the day, and those things are going to happen on Friday nights as well. You know, knowing the coverage we want to run, it's great for our coordinators to know the coverage we want to run in these situations. The kids know what they got to do to get a first down or to stop a first down. You know, how to work clock. You know, things like that that you that you can't do out here in practice or or anything like. And you're seeing. Uh, uh, you know, you're seeing other bodies besides what you're doing going against your own guys. So, uh, definitely, I love the competitive standpoint of it. I love the situational standpoint of it. And I think our kids grow through the summer doing things like this. Who's some of your players that may have an opportunity just through this seven on seven to earn a spot, a starting spot come August and September? Uh, well, you know, offensively, we return our quarterback. It's always good to have that guy back. And Landon Blair, he he, he started for 11 games last year for us. Uh, he's, he's, you know, again, coming our new offensive system, but these guys have picked it up quick. We return our leading receiver, Grayson Bailey, um, who's, who is, uh, will be a senior this year. He's a great weapon to have. Bobby Winfrey, who's our kind of tight end type guy, has really, really grown over the winter. Uh, and we've got some newcomers coming in, Jacob Corsi, uh, Connor Stacy, just some young guys that were JV guys, um, last year, uh, Josh Davis and guys like that that are that are uh, going to get you know lots and lots of reps uh, this year with varsity, uh, and then defensively we got uh, we've got two of our linebackers back with Gabe Jensen and, and Logan Cronister, uh, and we've got one position up for grabs. Our Willie linebackers getting fought out by some guys, and then, uh, on the back end uh, we we graduated both of our corners, so we got some new guys trying out there. But we've got. Um, uh, and our and we lost our safeties, you know, with Bowerman and Fraley graduating. So it's going to be really good for us on the back end to find those guys through seven on seven. Good deal. So we mentioned a couple of the kids uh, coming in. Uh, we didn't mention Fayetteville, of course. There are two outstanding receivers who will who will play big. You know, in this seven on seven, you got Bo Stuckey on one side, Connor Flanagan on the other. Coach, I believe I could throw the ball to those two guys and put up pretty good numbers. Hey, all you got to do is get in the area. I know that I've seen those guys on highlight films, and, and they're good ones. So all you, I think it makes their, makes the quarterback's job a lot easier when you got dudes like that. Absolutely. So, Coach, you guys will start at 9 o'clock Saturday morning. Pool play goes until about 1245. 
Then you'll take a little lunch break, come back. Tournament play will go from 2 to 4.30, that's single elimination. Championship game is at 4.30 at Alma. So if you want to get out and get a little football fix before the Hogs play Saturday night, get down to Alma, watch a little bit of that. You've been listening to The Shop. Don't forget, we got Ruskin and Zach coming up after this. Thanks for being there.